Section 34 of The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Vandervis. The Living Animals of the World, Volume 1, Mammals, by Charles Lewis Cornish, Editor. Chapter 10, The Bats and Insect-Eating Mammals, by W. P. Pycraft, A.L.S.F.Z.S. These two groups are really closely allied, but the bats are generally considered apart on account of their totally different mode of life. Originally, like their more commonplace relatives, they were dwellers upon the earth, or more correctly, among the trees. By gradual modification of their forelimbs and a corresponding development of fold of skins attached thereto and to the body, they have acquired the power of flight. The cobigo, to be mentioned presently, gives us a hint as how this may have come about. The bats are the only members of the mammalia which possess the power of true flight. The so-called flying squirrels do not rightly deserve this title, for they have no wings. The wings of the bat have been formed by modification of the forelimbs, the finger bones having become excessively lengthened so as to serve as a support to a thin web of skin extending outwards from the body, much as the ribs of an umbrella support the covering. The hand of the bat is therefore quite a unique organ. The wing membrane serves yet another purpose, for its sense of touch is exceedingly delicate, enabling even blind bats for bats are not blind usually, as is popularly supposed, to avoid objects placed in their path. Some bats, however, appear to depend also in some slight degree upon hearing. The sense of touch is still further increased by the development of frills or leaf-like expansions of skin around the nose and mouth, and by excessive development of the external ears. Delicate hairs fringing these membranes probably act like the whiskers of the cat. Insect-eating bats, inhabiting regions with a temperate climate, must in winter, when food supplies cease, either hibernate or migrate to warmer regions. The majority hibernate, but two species at least of Canadian bats perform extensive migrations it is supposed to escape the intense cold. The power of flight has made bats independent of the barriers which restrict the movements of terrestrial animals and accordingly we find them all over the world, even as far north as the Arctic Circle. But certain groups of bats have an extremely restricted range. Thus, the fruit bats occur in the warmer regions of the Old World, the vampires in America, while some of the more common insect-eating forms are found everywhere. Those forms with a restricted distribution are, it should be noticed, all highly specialized. That is to say, they have all become in some way adapted to peculiar local conditions and cannot subsist apart therefrom. It is the more lowly, less specialized forms which have the widest geographical range. There are some spots, however, on the world's surface from which no bat has yet been recorded. Such are Iceland, St. Helena, Kerguelen, and the Galapagos Islands. The Fruit Bats these represent the giants of the bat world. The largest of them, the Kalong or Malay fox bat, measures no less than five feet from tip to tip of their wing. 
The best known of the fruit bats is the Indian fox bat. Sir J. E. Tennant tells us that a favorite resort of theirs near Candy in Ceylon was some India rubber trees, where they used to assemble in such prodigious numbers that large boughs would not infrequently give way beneath the accumulated weight of the flock. An observer in Calcutta relates that they occasionally travel in vast hordes, so great as to darken the sky. Whether they are performing some preconcerted migration, or bent only on a foray to some distant feeding ground, is a matter for speculation. These hordes are quite distinct from the long strings which may be seen every evening in Calcutta on their way to neighboring fruit trees. One of the most remarkable of this group is the tube-nosed fruit bat, in which the nostrils are prolonged into a pair of relatively long tubes. Strangely enough, a group of insect-eating bats has developed similar, though smaller, tubes. Except in these bats, such tubes are unknown among mammals. Their function is not known. Insect-eating bats. The vast majority of the bats compromising this group feed exclusively on insects. Some, however, have acquired the habit of fruit-eating, like the true fruit bats, and a few have developed quite ogre-like habits, for they drink blood. Indeed, they subsist on nothing else. This they obtain from animals larger than themselves. Many of the bats in this group have developed curious leaf-like expansions of skin around the nose and mouth, which are supposed to be endowed with a very delicate sense of touch. In some, as in the flower-nosed bat, the nose leaf is excessively developed, forming a large rosette. The upper border of this rosette is furnished with three stalked balls, the function of which it is surmised is probably ornamental, from the bat's point of view. To our more aesthetic taste, the whole effect is hideous. Limited as is our space, we cannot pass over the sucker-footed bats. These are met with, strangely enough, in countries so far apart as Brazil and Madagascar. The suckers from which they derive their name in the Brazilian species are small, circular, hollow discs attached to the thumb and the sole of the foot, recalling the suckers of the cuttlefish and the brown water beetle. By their means, the animal is enabled to climb over smooth, vertical surfaces. A white bat is a rarity in the bat world. We cannot, therefore, afford to pass without mention the fact that Central and South America possesses two species of white bats. This color is probably developed for protection's sake, the bat being found nestling between the silvery leaves of the coconut palm. Brilliant coloration, on the other hand, is by no means rare. Wellwitch's bat, for instance, a West African species, is remarkable for its gorgeous coloration, the colors being orange and black. An Indian species, known as the painted bat, is said to be so brilliantly colored as to resemble a gorgeous butterfly rather than a bat. Ugliness is more common than beauty amongst the bats, and perhaps the ugliest of all the tribe is the naked bat of the Malayan region. It is absolutely repulsive. The skin is naked, save for a collar of hair around the neck, whilst on the throat it gives rise to an enormous throat pouch, which discharges an oily fluid of a peculiarly nauseating smell. On either side of the body is a deep pouch in which the young are carried, a very necessary provision, for they would be quite unable to cling to the body of the parent as do the young of fur-bearing bats on account of the naked skin. 
Of the great group of the vampire bats, we can only make mention of the blood-sucking species. These are native to South America. It is to Dr. Darwin that we owe our first absolutely reliable information about these little animals. Before the account in his journal, it was uncertain to which of the vampires belonged the unenviable distinction of being the bloodsucker. During the stay of the great naturalist in Chile, one was actually caught by one of his servants as evening was drawing on, biting the withers of a horse. In the morning, the spot where the bite had been inflicted was plainly visible from its swollen condition. These two species, it has been stated, are the only bats which subsist entirely on a diet of blood, yet it is possible that some of the javelin bats or their allies may on occasion vary their ordinary food with it. The Insectivora or Flightless Insect Eaters some members of this group have departed from the traditional insect diet. Thus, the cobigo feeds upon leaves, a curious aquatic shrew, the potamagole of western Africa upon fish, and the moles upon worms. The group has a very wide geographical distribution, but there are nevertheless large portions of the globe in which they are conspicuous by their absence. They are never found in Australia or South America. Madagascar, Africa, and the West India Islands produce the most remarkable forms. The Cobigo. This is a peculiarly interesting animal which lives in the forests of Sumatra, Borneo, the Malay Peninsula, and the Philippine Islands. It dwells among the trees, moving from one to another by taking flying leaps through the air, covering as much as 70 yards at a jump. Prodigious leaps like this would be quite impossible, but for the fact that the animal, which is almost as large as a cat, is provided with a sort of parachute, formed by a broad web of skin stretching between the body, on either side of the fore and hind limbs, and between the hind limbs and tail. Shrews, Hedgehogs, and Tenrecs The variety in form presented by the members of this group is considerable. The most noteworthy examples of this variation are furnished by the pretty little squirrel-like tree shrews of India and Borneo and the neighboring lands, the mouse-like jumping shrews of Africa, the hedgehogs, the tenrecs, the elegant little mouse-like shrews of almost worldwide distribution, and the water shrews. Of these, the hedgehogs and the tenrecs have undergone the greatest transformation. By a curious modification of their original hairy covering, they have developed a formidable armor of sharp spines. When alarmed, the former roll themselves up into a ball by the contraction of powerful muscles, and so present an almost impregnable armor to the enemy. Stoats and foxes, however, appear at least occasionally to succeed in overcoming this defense and making a meal of the vanquished. Tenrecs are found in Madagascar. The common tenrec is the largest of all insect eaters and one of the most prolific, as many as 21 having been produced at birth. Of all the living mammals, it is the one most nearly allied to the marsupials. The moles. The common mole shows a most perfect adaptation to its underground mode of life. The general form of the animal is long, cylindrical, and pointed in front, whilst the legs are exceedingly short the foot only in the forelimb projecting from the body. 
This foot is very broad and spade-like and immensely powerful, its use being to force away, often with incredible speed, through the soft yielding soil and not to support the body, as in running or walking. The hind feet are weak, but resemble those of its allies, the shrews, for instance. The eyes have become reduced to mere vestiges, very difficult to find. The fur has become so altered in structure that it will lie equally smooth, whether brushed towards the head or tail, so that it should not be damaged while the animal travels backwards in its burrow. External ears have been dispensed with. Worms form the staple diet of the mole, but besides underground insects of all kinds are greedily devoured. This animal is one of the most voracious feeders, falling ravenously upon its prey. It has been said with truth that so great is the ferocity displayed by the mole that if it could be magnified to the size of the lion, it would be one of the most terrible of living creatures. That a constant supply of food is necessary to satiate its enormous appetite is shown by the fact that a mole will succumb to an abstinence of from 10 to 12 hours. Moles fight among themselves furiously, and if two are confined together, the weaker will be attacked and devoured. They take readily to the water, and instances of moles observed in the act of crossing streams are numerous. It is a curious fact, but the mole is unknown in Ireland, yet it ranges from England in the west through Asia to Japan. Careful observation seems to have shown that with the common mole, males are more numerous than females. Whether this is true of other species remains to be seen. The moles of North America form a group distinct from those of the Old World, though closely allied thereto. The web-footed and the star-nosed moles are the most interesting of the American forms. Speaking of the prodigious speed with which these animals burrow their way through the ground, Dr. Hart Merriam remarks that in a single night, after rain, they have been known to make a gallery several yards in length, and that he himself had traced a fresh tunnel for nearly a hundred yards. As he says, we can only appreciate the magnitude of this labor by comparison, and computation shows that in order to perform equivalent work, a man would have to excavate in a single night a tunnel 37 miles long and of sufficient size to easily admit the passage of his body. The star-nosed mole is peculiar in that its nose is surrounded by a ring of finger-like processes forming a kind of rosette, which probably acts as a highly sensitive organ of touch. Furthermore, it differs from other moles in the great length of its tail, which is nearly as long as its body. Like the mole, this species makes its way through the ground with great speed. Beneficial as moles undoubtedly are in destroying worms and obnoxious insects, yet they are regarded as a pest by both the farmer and the gardener. That there is some justification for this dislike must be admitted, for the farmer suffers in that, in the search for food, crops are damaged by cutting through the roots of plants. The gardener, not only for the same reason, but also because the ridges and hillocks which they make in their course disfigure the paths and beds of a well-kept garden. The nearest allies of the mole are the curious aquatic Desmans of Russia and the shrews, some of which are quite mole-like in form, owing to their having developed a similar mode of life. The burrowing shrews are not the only form in the great group which have assumed a mole-like shape, 
for allied to the hedgehog-like Tenrex is a remarkable animal known as the Golden Mole. The mole-like shape of the body of this animal is another instance of adaptation to a similar mode of life. The forelimb of the Golden Mole is provided with huge claws which are used for digging purposes. The hand is not broadened out spade-like as in the common mole, the claws rendering this unnecessary. End of section 34. Recording by Diana Vandervis, Winnipeg, Canada.